Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. We are talking about uh, Lufuno's case um, and what needs to happen now. Um, you know, now that um, a 14-year-old um, has actually, I guess now, been taken into custody. So what's going to happen now? To try and explain this to us, we've got Bruce Hendricks, uh, the managing director of Hendricks Hamse Attorneys in Cape Town. Good morning, uh, Bruce. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Bongani. How are you doing? We're good. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bruce, so it's a very difficult one. Uh, We are dealing with minors. Um, The the lady who, uh, I guess, uh, bullied um, uh, Lufuno is only 14 years old. You know, Um, according to the Child Justice Act, what is going to happen? How are they going to proceed? So the Child Justice Act was designed specifically for children. It divides children from the normal adults that's in the criminal justice system. And um, what will happen now is um, she will appear what they call the children's court at somewhat more of an informal um, inquisitorial proceedings, um, not so dramatic as the normal criminal courts. Um, so when a child's arrested, um, the investigating officer or the police officer should have that child assessed by what they call a probation officer. Normally, that's a social worker, and that person will compile a report for court, and they call that the preliminary report. Now, Bongani, that report normally contains the personal circumstances of the child. Um, also, they have to determine whether it's a child in need of care. Um, by saying that is whether there's other issues at home that should be dealt with and whether the child should be placed in a safe place of safety. They also go into the merits of the case, the charge, um, whether the child accepts responsibility, and then they would make a recommendation to court. Mm-hmm. Now, when the child appears in court, like in this instance, the preliminary hearing is held and this report is presented, and the court then has to make a decision either whether the child is placed back with the parents or with a caretaker or whether the child is um, kept at what they call a place of safety. And um, the act is designed um, to balance the interests of the child and the society with due to regard to that of the victim or victims um, involved. Okay. Now, normally, um, children, when they face the full might of the law, they either get um, released back into the care of the, the, the parent unless there's um, circumstances or factors that require them to be placed um, in a place of safety. Yo, so I think what makes the... want, yeah. Yes, sorry, carry on. Everyone wants to know whether she will be getting bail, etc. Yes. Those factors are factors that will be determined by the court. The court will have to determine whether the child will ultimately return back to court, whether it is in the interest of justice to release that child back to the parents, whether they will be able to control and manage and take care of the child. So all yeah. those factors will be placed before the court to make that decision. The, I think what makes this case unique is the fact that from bullying, um, then also obviously the other child also then committed suicide. How difficult is it to separate the two between the bullying and obviously the suicide? Yeah, well, that is a legal question that will be have to be based by based on the facts and, and the merits and what can be proved. So the, the state ultimately will have to, if they want to connect, if I can use that 
victim, um, the do the bullying to the to the suicide, they will have to show that the the bullying is directly um, resulted in 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 the suicide, and it's a fairly 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 difficult to intricate um, point to prove um, in the circumstances. Bruce, um, speak to us about. Actually, let me let me rephrase the question. I want you mm-hmm. to speak to me and take your lawyer hat off and speak to me just as a person or speak yeah. to me as, as a parent. So yeah. the question that we asked our listener this morning was, do we think that this child at 14 years old should go through the system? You know, I mean, I know you spoke about a place of safety, but a lot of yeah. time these places of safety, let's be honest, aren't the safest for these kids. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so so what what would you say needs to happen if you had to take your lawyer hat off and just speak as a parent? What do you think the right thing to do is here? It's, it's fairly difficult, Bongani, because you will have to balance yourself on, on, on both sides of the coin. Um, ultimately, like you say, these places of safety, it's not that safe. And um, one will have to look at the circumstances of every child. If it was my child, surely um, you wouldn't want your child to go to a place of safety. Um, but one also needs to look at that individual child's needs. Whether there is a need um, psycho- psychologically um, that needs to be addressed, because normally, um, as one would know, bullying it doesn't. It's not something that stings or that wakes up in the morning and decides in the child now that today I'm going to bully someone. Uh, something that stems out of um, either circumstances at home or something that happened previously. There's normally something that's involved in it. So if I have to speak as a parent, um, no one wants their child to be bullied. Um, But also one needs to balance both sides and also look at the other uh, factors involved. Yeah. Bruce, I mean, in in wrapping... Of course, you know, we're now trying to make an example of this child because bullying is so rife at schools. But had Lufuno not committed suicide, would we still be in the same place right now? I don't think so. I think with nowadays with social media and everything going with it, um, that we wouldn't have had this big hype about it. And... um, if, if it had to become known to the school or to the parents or to the police, even for that matter, the child would have, um, under normal circumstances, be called what they, what they call diverted if there haven't been a suicide or any other serious circumstances surrounding the bullying. But um, bullying is rife in our schools, um, in every um, place where children are nowadays, people go to the extreme where some people even take out what they call harassment or if you want to call it protection orders against the bully. Um, and I mean, that is the extreme if you want to go that way. So it's something that's it's an everyday phenomenon that takes place. And I think the schools and even the parents at home should do more in order to try and prevent and circumvent mm-hmm. um, the bullying taking place. Yeah. And even well, if your child is, is being bullied, you yeah. should um, have that open relationship for your child to come home and explain to you what's happening. Sure. School. All I'm saying is we want to see consistency, right? So other children yeah. who we've seen on social media and who continue to bully, we also want them to go to court like this one will. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I agree with you. And um, something must be done. And I think the school should also do more and be more involved in the everyday, um, day-to-day lives of top children. Bruce, thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
Well, there you have it. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.